0: Section 9 of Ancient Ballads and Legends of Hindustan by Toru Dutt This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org Recording by Anusha Ayer, Mumbai Ancient Ballads and Legends of Hindustan by Toru Dutt The Legend of Dhruva Vishnu Puran, Book 1 chapter eleven sprung from great brahma manu had two sons heroic and devout as i have said pravrata and Uttanapado, names known in legends and of these the last married two wives suruchi his adored the mother of a handsome petted boy uttama and suniti less beloved the mother of another son whose name was Dhruva. Seated on his throne, the king Uttanapado, on his knee one day, had placed Uttama. Dhruva, who beheld his brother in that place of honor, longed to clamber up and by his playmate sit. Led on by love, he came, but found, alas, scant welcome and encouragement, the king saw fair Suruchi sweep into the hall with stately step. Ay, every inch a queen, and dared not smile upon her co-wife's son. Observing him, her rival's boy, intent to mount ambitious to his father's knee, where sat her own, thus fair Suruchi spake, Why hast thou, child, formed such a vain design? Why harboured such an aspiration proud, Born from another's womb, and not from mine? O thoughtless, to desire the loftiest place, The throne of thrones, a royal father's lap! It is an honour to the destined given, And not within thy reach. What thou art, born of the king, Those sleek and tender limbs hold of my blood no portion. I am queen. To be the equal of mine only son were in thee vain ambition. Knowest thou not, fair prattler, thou art sprung? Not, not from mine, but from Suniti's bowels. Learn thy place! Repulsed in silence from his father's lap, indignant, furious at the words that fell from his stepmother's lips, poor Dhruva ran to his own mother's chambers where he stood beside her with his pale, thin, trembling lips, trembling with an emotion ill-suppressed, and hair in wild disorder, till she took and raised him to her lap, and gently said, O child, what means this? What can be the cause of this great anger? Who hath given thee pain? He that hath vexed thee hath despised thy sire, For in these veins thou hast the royal blood. Thus conjured, Dhruva, with a swelling heart, repeated to his mother every word that proud Suriti spake, from first to last, even in the very presence of the king. His speech, oft broken by his tears and sobs, helpless Suniti, languid eyed from care, heard sighing deeply, and then soft replied, o oh, son to lowly fortune thou wert born and what my co-wife said to thee is truth no enemy to heaven's favoured ones may say such words as thy step said to thee yet son it is not meet that thou shouldest grieve or vex thy soul the deeds that thou hast done the evil haply, in some former life long long ago who may alas annul or who the good works not done supplement the sins of previous lives must bear their fruit the ivory throne the umbrella of gold the best steed in the royal elephant rich caparisoned, must be his by right who has deserved them by his virtuous acts in times long past Oh, think on this, my son, and be content. For glorious actions done not in this life, but in some previous birth, Suruchi by the monarch is beloved. Women unfortunate like myself, who bear only the name of wife without the powers, but pine and suffer for our ancient sins. Suruchi raised her virtues pile on pile. Hence Uttama, her son, the fortunate. Suniti heaped but evil, hence her son, Dhruva, the luckless. But for all this, child, it is not meet that thou shouldst ever grieve, as I have said. That man is truly wise who is content with what he has and seeks nothing beyond. But in whatever sphere, lowly or great, God placed him, works in faith, My son, my son, though proud Suruchi spake harsh words indeed, and hurt thee to the quick, yet to thine eyes thy duty should be plain. Collect a large sum of the virtues, thence a goodly harvest must to thee arise. Be meek, devout, and friendly, full of love, intent to do good to the human race and to all creatures sentient made of god and oh be humble for on modest worth descends prosperity even as water flows down to low grounds she finished and her son who patiently had listened thus replied mother thy words of consolation find no resting place nor echo in this heart broken by words severe repulsing love that timidly approached to worship here my resolve unchangeable i shall try the highest good the loftiest place to win which the whole world deems priceless and desires there is a crown above my father's crown i shall obtain it and at any cost of toil or penance or unceasing prayer not born of proud WHOM THE KING FAVORS AND LOVES, BUT GROWN UP FROM A GERM IN THEE, O MOTHER, HUMBLE AS THOU ART, I YET SHALL SHOW THEE WHAT IS IN MY POWER, THOU SHALT BEHOLD MY GLORY AND REJOICE. LET Uttama, my brother, not thy son, receive the throne and royal titles, ALL MY FATHER PLEASES TO CONFER ON HIM, I GRUDGE THEM NOT. NOT WITH ANOTHER'S GIFTS DESIRE I dearest mother, to be rich, but with my own work would acquire a name, and I shall strive unceasing for a place such as my father hath not won, a place that would not know him even, aye, a place far, far above the highest of this earth. He said, and from his mother's chambers passed, and went into the wood where hermits live, And never to his father's house returned. Well kept the boy his promise made that day. By prayer and penance, Dhruva gained at last the highest heavens. And there he shines a star. Nightly men see him in the firmament. End of section nine. Recording by Anusha Ayer, Mumbai.